Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. This is your daily financial news. It is Monday, August 1st. I hope you have an amazing week. Uh, It is the start of August. We have five months left in the year. Isn't that pretty amazing? You know what we're going to do today? We're going to start at the bottom and work our way up. We have a very exciting announcement about the three amigos going live. We are going to save that to the end of the video. So let's get into this right now. Let's talk about the U.S. or the United States housing slowdown. As I shared earlier in the month or probably six weeks ago, I expected July 20th the publication of National Association of Realtors June numbers to be an inflection point. And I don't know if you've seen it. I certainly have. The articles are getting more and more negative. And that is what we called on the day. This is going to drive more buyers away and sellers to FOMO into the market. What do we have on the U.S. housing market? Home prices. These are median home prices. You got to watch the vernacular. Median home prices in the United States crashed, slowed, popped, whatever headline you want to put on it, by more than any time, including the Great Recession. Wow, that's a scary headline, Michael. How can that be possible? Michael, you told me housing isn't going to crash. Why why are you telling me this? Again, watch the data. They are factually correct, but they are spun in the most negative way possible. Here is an example. June, which was the report. June median home price growth grew only, only at 17.3%. It only grew at 17.3%. Let me first of all tell you, that's unhealthy. We got to get this thing into the single digits. Teens and 20-something growth in housing is not normal. That will, that, if that continued, that would be a problem. So again, okay, Michael, housing, median home price up 17.3% year on year. That doesn't sound bad. But remember what they said, housing price declined month on month, worse than any time, including the Great Recession. Okay, so if it's 17.3, what was it the month before? Perfect. Great question. It was 19.3. So it fell, slowed down 2% in one month. Good. Awesome. Thumbs up. We have to get back to a more balanced market, single digits, A-OK. Again, just for the record, according to this article, the largest monthly slowdown in that five-year period uh, in the Great Recession was 1.6. So this is quite a beat, right? 2% slowdown month on month. 
How is that? Well, folks, it all goes back to what I talk about payments. Interest rates went from three to six in a hundred days. Of course, things are going to slow down. We want them to, right? Understand that. Side note, have you all seen mortgage rates crash almost one full percent in the last week? Maybe two weeks? Fascinating. There are some of you that got no answers at 6%. You will get a yes answer at 5%. I reached out to Logan from Housing Wire and said, dude, what's the deal? This We need a balanced market. That is not going to happen if interest rates fall. He agreed. So pretty, pretty crazy stuff. Other things going on. We have Mark Zandi, chief economist from Moody's, out with articles basically saying the slowdown is here. Number one, housing is the most rate sensitive part of our economy. Why? Because most of us buy on payment. This is what we've talked about on this channel forever. Second, Wall Street won't sell long-term buy and hold rentals. There are lots of YouTube channels and other experts saying, hey, what happens if Wall Street suddenly lists all their homes? It's not going to happen. They were bought, they were packaged, and they were financed as long-term cash flow rentals. That is not to say that open door, soon-to-be-closed door won't list properties. That's a different buying. That is, that is somebody trying to buy to flip and, frankly, be bad at it. But when Wall Street buys a 200-home Texas community as build for rent, they are not going to be a quick seller. And then finally, what is the Fed trying to do? The great reset, you know, all of this stuff that you hear. They are trying to raise rates, which, oh, by the way, in the last two weeks, not working so well. What happens when rates go up? Affordability goes down. We've talked about that a lot. And then second or third, demand falls, which means listings go up inventory, all of those things. So again, Mark Zandi, chief economist. Moody's Analytics is talking about the U.S. housing market. They are looking at the 414, so 414 housing markets, the largest 414. They are estimating 210 of them, roughly half, are set up to fall. 204 of them, are looking to rise. Be very careful. You and I both know there are plenty of YouTube channels calling for a crash this year or a crash by the middle of next year. Housing doesn't move that fast. Moody's Analytics, they're talking about half the, half the market's up, half the market's down. Watch the timeline. It's from Q4 2022 to Q4 2024. That's a two-year period. It's actually about two and a half years because we're only in Q3. So again, remember, I'm trying to help educate. Housing is slower. These people calling for a 25% crash next year don't understand the market and they don't understand basic math. All right, so that's the United States. What about Australia? Well, Australia, not good. Not good. Australia has had their third month in a row 
of housing price decline. Sydney, uh, with the largest price decline of 2.2%, uh, worst decline in 40 years, 1.3% month on month. However, year on year, up 8%. Yep, pretty cool. All right, now let's talk about a real crash. This is a crash. China's housing market, China's real estate market is crashing right now, right in front of our eyes, just like I thought it would when we talked about Evergrande, and then we talked about consumers, and then we talked about the bank runs. All of this is building up to exactly what is happening now. China's housing market is crashing, crumbling right below their feet. Did you know that in the United States, the property market, generally called the housing market, makes up 15% of our GDP? One five. In China, it is 30. 30%. Roughly one in three dollars of GDP comes from the housing market. So if the housing market crashed 39.7% in transactions for a totable marketable decline in volume of 77.6 billion won. Would that be a problem? Folks, some of you still don't appreciate the danger or the importance of my transaction crash. I understand I'm out on a limb. I understand lots of you don't want to hear it. But a transaction crash in the U.S. is just like a 39.7% crash in China. That is GDP falling off. That is job loss. That is consumers losing faith. That is negative wealth effect. This is not good. Not good. China's real estate market is crashing. And yes, it is not yet affecting prices. Prices are slow. They're sticky, whether you like it or not. But transactions, those can turn off in a moment. 39.7% crash in transactions in one month. Pretty scary. Now for Canada. Canada's housing market, I have shared in the last six weeks or so, I'm very concerned. These adjustable rate mortgage standards make me very nervous. I've read more and more articles about forced sellers. I had a um, Canada investor reach out to me yesterday and say, Michael, it's even worse than you fear. And I'm like, I, I'm, I'm kind of afraid. So if it's, how could it be worse than I fear? He goes, Michael, you don't understand these arms. There are two products. You can't make this stuff up. This is amazing. Apparently, I assumed it, a 5-1 a five arm is, hey, it's fixed for five years. At the end of five years, you have to refi. Kind of makes sense, right? Well, in Canada, they have a very, I'm going to call it a variable fixed arm. What the hell is a variable fixed arm? Good question. First off, why does it create it? Well, it allows you, the home buyer, to lower the rate. Well, kind of feels like 08 in the United States, but I get it. 
a I'm this is my words, not theirs. A variable fixed arm in Canada is like this. You get a bank loan, you know, let's say the normal rate is two and a half. You get this variable fixed at one and a half. You're like, yeah, give me some of that. Buried inside the loan documents is something called a trigger rate. What the hell is a trigger rate? Good question. Basically, what it says is, hey, we are going to give you this loan. But if this other indices goes above some threshold, we are going to reset your payment early. And guess what? We are getting dangerously close to trigger rates in mortgages. This is bonkers, folks. Normally speaking, your five-year arms, they will roll in iteration. If we have thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of loans that get hit with the same trigger rate at the same time, disaster. What have I been telling you? A real estate crash is by forced sellers. I was nervous in Canada when I saw month after month arms resetting. If there's a trigger rate buried in 5, 10, 15, 20% of all mortgages, that's the same freaking number. Watch out. Pain, pain, pain. I am very nervous for the Canadian housing market. It is already it already makes the United United States market look cheap. Yes, folks, for those of you that think the US is unaffordable, go check out Canada. Makes us look cheap. And oh, by the way, 30-year fixed rate money. You can borrow today under 5% when inflation is 9.1. You can get a negative rate in the United States with no trigger rates. I this trigger rate's gonna it's gonna hurt people. It's gonna hurt banks. It could hurt the country. Oh. Frightening. So thank you for sending me that. I have no direct experience with buying or investing in Canada. I appreciated the education. And you're right. I thought it was pretty bad. This trigger rate across mass loans. Frightening. Just frightening. Frightening. I can't believe I can't believe banks continually surprise me with how stupid they could be. That is crazy. All right. Moving our way up. Hilton CEO. What did we talk about earlier in the summer on this channel? We talked about we're buying less stuff. Think Walmart. Think uh, Best Buy. Think Target. Like we have talked about, we're buying less stuff. We are going to go get experiences, a.k.a. services. Hilton CEO, we clearly have pent-up demand. This is the K-shaped summer. This is the people that got it are going. It's kind of what we expected but I don't think this will last as we end the summer. I don't know. When do you think summer ends? Labor Day? Let's call it Labor Day. So again, maybe a few more weeks. But yeah, we are, we're going to start retrenching and saving and things of that nature. All right. I have, I shared this on my Saturday live stream, but I wanted to do it here. One of my greatest fears is what if wage inflation data is wrong? One of the things that you hear from all the Fed presidents that they're trying to do is they're trying to cut off wage inflation. Wage inflation is going up, up, up. It is very, very sticky. But what happens if it's wrong? 
I think wage inflation is grossly underreported. If you look at economic numbers, they were built and modeled for yesterday's employment market. It doesn't work today. This is what I mean. When you look at wage inflation and then you understand great resignation and side hustles, there's a lot more money in the economy that is not being included. Let me give you some examples. The great resignation. Right now, we are averaging 2.5% of the employment base voluntarily quitting. That is an annual rate of 30%. I don't know about you, but when I quit my jobs and I had another job lined up, I made more money. Let's just assume when you quit, you make 10%, 15% more, which is very, very very, 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 very common today. That increase is not captured in wage inflation. If we have 30% of our economy in the last two years, that's 60% of us making an estimated 10 or 15% more in income, W-2, that is not counted correctly in wage inflation. Second, Again, the economy today is different than the economic models. We have the ability to build side hustles, the ability to monetize. This is not captured in wage inflation. How many folks Uber or Lyft or have a YouTube channel or do this or do that or sell on Etsy or Upstart or whatever? If you are making an extra thousand bucks a month in a side hustle, that is not included. So if wage inflation is underreported, what does that mean? It means inflation might be a lot more sticky and around for a lot longer. We could have a huge problem. So again, something that concerns me uh, is wage inflation is underreported. There's a whole bunch of ripple effects if I'm right. But this is something I'm working on. I'm trying to figure out how bad it might be. All right, next. Three amigos. We did a video last week at the very end of it, like the last 10 seconds, we asked, say, hey, anybody still watching? If so, would you like a three amigos live? Many, many of you said yes, yes, yes. So we're going to give it a shot. This Thursday, 10 a.m. Pacific, I am going to attempt to do a three amigos live right here on YouTube. Dion and Matt have said, we can do it. Let's do it. I am technology novice, so we'll see. But again, we are going to try, try to do a Three Amigos 10 a.m. on Thursday live right here on YouTube. The topic, self-management. So again, we are opening up this to the YouTube world. We're going to give it a shot. If it doesn't work, I apologize, but I'm gonna, we're going to give it a shot. I think it will. 10 a.m. Thursday, talk about self-management. I don't self-manage, so I'm going to play referee uh, and let Dion and Matt answer your self-management questions. And let's be clear, self-management, if I did it, that's a lot of money every year uh, that I pay my property manager. So lots of you have asked. We're going to give it a shot. Fingers crossed. And then on Saturday, uh, we are going to do another Zoom deep dive. I don't know why Teachable doesn't send you the emails. 
I'm trying. We do put it in our private Facebook group. Uh, you could definitely find it in our private Facebook group. Uh, and then again, we will post it Sunday right here on this YouTube world. So again, lots of stuff going on. U.S. housing market slowing down. Australia is down, but still up year on year. China crash, no question, happening right now. Canada housing market, frankly, worse than I feared. These trigger rates, yeah, that could be a problem. Hilton's talking about services. And again, what if wage data is off? So folks, it is Monday, August 1st. Have an amazing day. Uh, my, by last count, we are at 35,799. Help us get to 50,000. Help us have a party in Vegas. Subscribe, like, share videos, ask others to join. Have an amazing Monday. Bye.